Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. So, welcome to the most must-see WWE talk show in history. Welcome to... No gimmicks needed. Retro. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. And everybody say, I remember way back. March 31st, 1985. A night where one man's vision gave rise to a worldwide phenomenon. Welcome to WrestleMania! Hulk presented the belt and raised the hand of the warrior. Listen to the ovation! Everybody behind us in the whole league's area. The boyhood dream has come true with Shawn Michaels. This match, or this WrestleMania, I would say, has been built up over a year. It's been the first time that a WrestleMania main event was made the year before the actual event. And yes, I am talking about WrestleMania 28. Once in a lifetime, also end of an era. These are the themes of WrestleMania 28, and I'm telling you, this WrestleMania makes up for a lot of of crap that happened last year that I already talked about and I never want to look back at it again. So joining me, uh, first of all, I am your host, Mr. Andy, and joining me today to talk about WrestleMania um, 28 is from the BSP uh, Wrestling Show, my man Gene. What's going on tonight, dude? Hey, what's going on, man? About to get into this WrestleMania once again. Once again, man. Uh, like I said, we had a great WrestleMania 18. People seem to like it, so I'm glad to have you back on. I'm glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. So, WrestleMania 28, we have this dub, Once in a Lifetime with Rock and Cena, which we've come to find out in the future that's not true, and <laughs> an end of an era, which they actually did keep true to its word. So, going into this WrestleMania with just those big mega matches they had, were you excited for this WrestleMania? Did, it, did this make up for the, the bullshit we had last year? Uh, yeah, this, I was hyped for this WrestleMania. Uh, I had all my friends over and everything. Like you said, uh, the once in a lifetime, we thought this was going to be the only time it happened. Me being a John Cena fan, me being a rock fan, just those two clashing and just going at it. And then of course, Undertaker, Triple H, end of an era, Shawn Michaels, special guest referee. Is he going to call it right down the middle? Is he going to help Triple H out? That's his best friend. Just those two matches alone just had me excited. I agree. The, the build was better to this WrestleMania. The two matches was built better to this WrestleMania. Oh, my goodness. And all, all everything else was just uh, well put together, in my personal opinion, opposed to the previous WrestleMania of last year. But, you know, let's, um, let's start off with the show here. I did not see the pre-show because at this time when I ordered WrestleMania... I was doing everything else and getting ready for my little WrestleMania party while the pre-show was on. But Primo and Epico defeated Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd and the Usos, a triple threat tag team match, which they have usually just do on the pre-show anyway. They Actually, this has been the trend all the way up until about... Yeah, they, 
Except this, this year, I believe. This is the first year, I think, since WrestleMania 26 that the tag team titles have been defended on the main card. Yeah, I think so. They've been treating them like crap for like the past couple of years. Unless they move it to the pre-show. Because I'm hearing they put the SmackDown Women's Championship match back on the main card. So I don't know if they're moving it back to the pre-show. I don't know what they're doing. It, but yeah, this, this was... Uh, I didn't even see this match. Is that true? They were, yeah, that true? I, I, I just heard that they're putting the SmackDown Women's Championship match back on the pre-show. I mean, back on the main card. Well, you could put Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin on the pre-show. Right, especially if there's no stipulation. Exactly. But back to WrestleMania 28, because you did mention, um, you know, not being treated fairly. And that just screams the opening match to this card, which is Sheamus... <sighs> versus Daniel Bryan for the World Heavyweight Championship. This is the second year in a row where the World Heavyweight Championship is on is the opener. I guess Vince on his head when we have a, a quote-unquote quotations main title on the opening show, it'll get the fans hyped for it, which if you just kept money in the bank, that would have been your spot. But right. So, uh, going into this, Daniel Bryan no, really... Um, Vince did not have that much faith in Daniel Bryan anyway, but he won the title from the Big Show with cashing his money in the bank and survived the triple threat steel cage match with uh, Mark Henry and the Big Show. So now him and Sheamus are doing their kind of like rematch from last year's WrestleMania's pre-show. So uh, Sheamus is in the ring, Daniel Bryan's in the ring, and Daniel Bryan goes uh, to get a kiss from AJ, who looks well, and he turns around right into a bro kick. Now, me seeing this, I was just like, well, damn, Seamus, you starting off early. I didn't expect him to pin. And he pinned him. One, two, three. Your match is over. Seamus is the world heavyweight champion in 18 seconds. Gene, your thoughts? <laughs> when I first saw this, I was like, what the hell just happened? I was so confused. I'm just like, why did he lose the title so fast? Like, I was a Danny Bryan fan at this point, and, you know, Sheamus has always been a good worker, in my opinion, but I, I didn't expect him to beat him, especially in 18 seconds, and that was just like, oh, I felt like they could have had, like, an incredible match, and they just did that, and, yeah, that was just not the best they could have done, but I don't know. That was just crazy. <laughs> it, it was terrible booking, but... Honestly, it could have been a blessing in disguise because after this, Daniel Bryan start with his uh, uh, yes chant. It's, it started a whole movement. Yeah, and th- the next were, thing you know, for him too. exactly. And the next thing you know, two WrestleManias later, my man is in the main event in triple threat matches. So I guess it's a little bittersweet. But as of right now, looking at when, when this happened, I was like, okay, well, that's how we started off then. <laughs> they started off with a bang, literally. Yeah, it literally like a bang and turn the page. And <laughs> uh, speaking of that, we uh, move on to our next match, which is Kane versus Randy Orton. Now, this rivalry, I didn't necessarily care for because at this time, I really didn't care for uh, Randy Orton being a face, and yeah. the, the, the whole. Kane at this point was that whole embrace the hate type Kane. I didn't care for this Kane. I was like, really? Okay. So we, we have a match. Once again, there's no stipulation for this match because these two uh, don't have the same styles and they don't mesh well together. So I figured that it will be something to, you know, juice it up a little bit, but it's not. It's a regular match. And just like a normal Randy Orton match, he works at his pace and Kane at this age works at his pace, but Kane does deliver a choke slam and Randy Orton does kick out, but he do, Randy Orton goes to the second rope and then he delivers a quote unquote super choke slam and picks up the win over Randy Orton here. And Gene, your thoughts on on this match or this rivalry? Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Heel Orton is definitely the better Orton, except for maybe what he's doing now with Bray Wyatt. But uh, we all wanted to see a heel Orton, and this match didn't really do anything for me. Like, it's saying it was, like, the time is it was like 11 minutes, but I, I felt like the match went on for a half an hour. It was just so boring. I really did not care for it. Not, not Randy or Kane's best match. And I haven't really cared about Kane 
since uh, what he, he had like the the theme song where he had um, I think it was Finger Eleven. Uh, oh, I, I'm, I think, mad. Uh, I'm drawing a blank here. The, the, the one in 2002, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, the, the one with the words to his theme song. That was yeah. the last time I cared about Kane. Yeah, I agree. And then that's when he took the mask off, and he had that whole monster run. I, I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, that was the last time I've, I've cared about anything Kane has done. Yeah, and then after 2006, didn't care no more. So, nope. we're here. <laughs> and once again, speaking, this the first half of the show has a trend of not caring. So, yeah. we move on to the Intercontinental Championship match. Big Show versus Cody Rhodes. And now the story behind this is Cody Rhodes uh, is embarrassing the Big Show, saying he never had that WrestleMania moment. He goes on to show video packages of all the the stupid things Big Show has done over the years. Like, you know, face Aki Bono. That was a lot of ass in that match. Didn't like it. Uh, Him being at, him missing WrestleMania, being at WWF New York. Remember that? Him jobbing out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was that that was bad. Uh, large and in charge. Him getting jobbed out at WrestleMania, uh, two thousand. Him losing to mankind and getting sent home. It was just a lot of bad things Big Show has done over the years at WrestleMania. So it's now time for Big Show to get his redemption on Cody Rhodes. And once again, this match was a uh, slower pace. Big Show tried. Uh, there was looked like a botched spot with looked like Cody was going for the disaster kick, and it looked like Big Show kind of like knocked him right in his ball, or like a spear in midair to the groin or something like that. And it looked bad. It it did, and he gets a knockout punch. And one, two, three, Big Show is your new Intercontinental Champion. And to be honest with you, I'd rather see him fight another celebrity because this moment just felt worse. Another boring match, like especially coming off the 18 second Daniel Bryan match. It was just like, okay, Big Show and Cody Rhodes. Cody was out there trying his damnedest to make that match good, and it just wasn't working. Just like like you said with Kane and Randy Orton, their styles don't mesh together, and this wasn't like a good David versus Goliath story. Like the the making fun of Big Show part was probably the best part of this whole thing. I agree. He he was getting his inner Miz on, you know. Yeah, he was he was killing him though. That was that was hilarious. And uh, yeah, so uh, Big Show's your new Intercontinental Champion. Don't worry, he'll lose at the next pay per view. So <laughs> now we get a tag team match because oh, we didn't care about the women back then either. And that was <sighs> Kelly Kelly and Maria. Okay, forgive me for butchering her last name. Menudos. I believe it's yeah, pronounced. Okay. That sounds about right. Menunos. Yeah. Menunos, whatever the fuck it is. Versus Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres. At this time, Beth Phoenix was your champion. And I don't ever <sighs> understood why that they cannot just put the women in a title match instead of trying to do all this celebrity type bullshit. They did this with AJ and Paige. They did this with Melina. They have they just they done this with countless others and I've hated it. And First of all, then you get Maria Menounos in there, who ain't, a, who's not a wrestler. Yeah, not at all, not yeah, even close. Yeah, but I mean, she's she's part of the company now, I guess, because she enjoyed it so much. But Beth Phoenix deserves better than this, because Beth Phoenix is one of my favorite women's wrestlers of all time. Eve was actually a, a decent worker. I never liked Kelly Kelly, never. I mean, she is probably one of the most uninteresting strippers I've ever seen when she was part of Extreme Expo. I it it never got me going. Yeah, Extreme Expose, I always looked at, at Layla, to be honest. I could care less about Kelly Kelly. Mm. In the ring, out the ring, I didn't care. In this match, I didn't care about. And like you said, Beth Phoenix deserved way better than this because she was an incredible wrestler. And I'm actually surprised they're actually putting her in the Hall of Fame this year. Like, I didn't think they appreciated what she did for for women's wrestling back then. She was a beast. And then Eve Torres was good, too. Yes, and it's about time that they did that. But when you when looking at this match this year, I would I would be like, there's no way because uh, Kelly Kelly makes the save before Menuno's about to get pinned and knocks Beth Phoenix into Eve on the apron, and then Menuno's Maria Menuno's rolls up Beth Phoenix for the roll up of death, 
And you mean to tell me that Maria Menounos pins the women's champion at WrestleMania? This made me sick. Well, I mean, it was a clean roll-up, but just the setup <laughs> for it was stupid because Kelly Kelly had to push Maria into Beth so she could push Eve Torres. It was just, uh, it was so bad. But that roll-up was clean. I, I'll give her that. It was clean, but she should have never beat the, what was she, the Divas champion at this time? Yeah, it was a Divas the champion. Women's champion. Yeah, she should have never beat her. They should have killed them, but they had to have that feel-good moment. I guess because I, I I didn't feel good at all. I'm just like Maria Menounos when she wrote about Phoenix. I'm just getting David Arquette spearing Eric Bischoff in my head, and I, yeah. I, I I didn't like it. But I'll give you that it was clean. She took her training role, but Beth Phoenix. I mean, oh my god! Like I wanted to go to the gorilla position and hug her when she came back there because she does she deserves so much better than this. Yeah, they treated her like crap in this match. Like I don't I don't understand it. So. After that extended long bathroom break happened, I got my, I got my Doritos, I got my hot dog, I got my beer. Now I'm ready to come back and sit down and enjoy WrestleMania 28 because, in my opinion, I didn't know what the first part of it was. Now WrestleMania 28 is about to start. Yes. And how do we do that with an end of an era? Hell in a Cell match with Shawn Michaels as the guest referee, The Undertaker versus Triple H. For those who don't know, this is actually Undertaker versus Triple H Part 3. The only person that he has gone up against at WrestleMania three different times. And this was dubbed as End of an Era. That We're not going to see this again. And I'm actually glad they held to that word that we have not seen this again. And I think the Hell in a Cell stipulation was the perfect fit for Undertaker uh, supporting his new Mohawk. Had to get used to that. Cause yeah, that was weird. The crowd was like, "Oh, okay." And, <laughs> they weren't prepared for the frog. I, I I wasn't prepared for that at all. And I'm like, Undertaker retired Shawn Michaels. Triple H walked out on his own feet the previous year. There's no way the Undertaker could win this match. I I really felt that. I really thought that this was the year. That the streak was over. I was going. I was actually kind of mad because I was mad. You mean to tell me out of all the people that could have broke the street, you gonna give it to Triple H? That's how I felt. <laughs> That's how I felt. But uh, at first, before we get into the match, your oh, the whole setup, the whole story, and everything. How did you feel? You know, Undertaker having the vignettes of him cutting his hair because you know he's just so in, enriched of getting his revenge of Triple H because he wants to walk out on his own feet. Your, your thoughts on the whole build-up to the match first before we get into the match. Yeah, the, the build for this was great. I, I really enjoyed this. Just the whole Undertaker cutting his hair thing, added a different dynamic to it. And then with Sean being a special guest referee, and Undertaker pretty much threatening that man's life. Like, hey, if you don't call this down the middle, I'm going to end you. Like, Sean was shook, but he had Triple H in his ear too. Like, hey, Sean... You know, we're best friends, you know, DX, hey, you know, you come on, we gotta, we gotta, we gonna end this streak together. And it was just a, a whole different dynamic. Sean was at a crossroads in his life and didn't know what to do. <laughs> it was just so funny and so great. I, I wish they told stories like this today. I agree. It will, be, it will make life so much easier, <laughs> or at least television. Yeah. So... As we start off, the Undertaker just dominated. He just obviously comes. He says, "Look, I came to fuck you up, Triple H." So that's what he did. So he is dominating the ring, and uh, these guys take a lot of hard shots. There was the, the Triple H versus the Hell's Gate on the steel steps. That was a sick spot. He gives his yeah. spine buster on the steel steps, which uh, leaves a bruise on the Undertaker's back. That's like very, very brutal. Yeah, that bruise was nasty. Uh, they didn't use the cell as much as I would have liked them to, but I understand they're getting kind of older. But the part of the match for me is uh, a- after a-, a lot of the chair shots and they bring in the chair shots and everything, Triple H reverses the tombstone and pushes the Undertaker right into a sweet chin music, and he turns around into a pedigree. The the the, the infamous Sweet Chin Music Pedigree combination, when they hit that, I, I bullshit you not, it stood still in my house for a minute. Dude, I thought it was over at that point. It's, I thought no more streak. It stood still for a moment. 
And Dude. <laughs> that was the most crucial two and a half, no, two and three quarters count I've ever freaking endured. Like, like you said, your house was still, so was mine. I'm just like, oh my god, he kicked out. What, what the hell? He really kicked out of that? Especially after how brutal they were with them chair shots and Triple H telling Sean to end it. He's like, end it or I'm going to end it. And Sean's just like, take her. I'm going I'm to I'm ring the bell. It's over. And he's like, don't, or end, don't end the match. No. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And then the sweet chin and the pedigree. Uh, they play with my emotions in this match. And I ain't appreciate it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> they, they, they was pulling on it. I was like, because... Sean did a great job of acting it out. I really thought he was going to end the match. I was like, don't do it like this, Sean. Don't do it like this, Sean. Because he, he had the hand up. was about to give him the cue. And after he kicked out of that, I said, "This I, I, I shit you not, I said, damn, Triple H just lost this match. Yeah, at that point, if he kicked out of that, what 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 is he gonna have to do? Exactly. And then the fact like Sean crawled into the corner and was just like, oh my god, what have I done? What have <laughs> I done? <laughs> it, exactly. It it I I I swear it's kind of like when the Patriots came back in the Super Bowl. It's like, well, the Falcons lost this. I don't care how much time they got. It's just yeah. it's just over. Unless you got another miracle play to, to counteract that, it's, it, there's nothing you can do. And that's what happened. Undertaker takes the chair. And, I mean, he is giving him choice brutal chair shots to the point the sweat is trying to escape from Triple H's back. He was giving him the business with that chair. And when he stepped – and uh, it came apart at the end of the match where Triple H is late, uh, kind of balancing himself in the corner. And he just looks at Undertaker – and he says, just do it. Because he already knows it's over. And he gives him yep. that suck it. And Undertaker hits him square in the face <laughs> with the sledgehammer. And I'm like, even though the hand was covering it, he felt something. That hurt. Uh, the force of that, at least, if anything, hurt him. Exactly. And Shubash was out. Then he hits a tombstone pile driver. And the look on Shawn Michaels' face to count the three on his best friend. The pain that he was in was just amazing. The, the amazing acting in one, two, three. The Undertaker is twenty and zero at WrestleMania, and even though it wasn't just over, all three of them got Triple H up. They walked to the top, and they just looked like that's the end of an era. And we were right; we're not going to see this era again. And them embracing each other, I thought that was a very cool WrestleMania moment. Yeah, that that was a great WrestleMania moment because like Sean helped Taker up first because Taker got up and then you know got himself together. Almost fell a couple times. Then he did his signature one knee pose and everything after not being able to walk out last year. And then they both get up Triple H and like you said they walk up the ramp. They embrace each other. It was a feel good moment. I cried a little bit, but don't tell nobody about that. Don't and, worry. Um, <laughs> was like I grew up watching all of these guys, so it, just the emotions of that match and just the emotions of it being over with was just incredible. Great booking, great match. Great booking, great match. Now WrestleMania 28 has started for me, so I, I appreciate everything these guys did. I appreciate them putting their bodies on the line. And uh, so, so forth, so forth. Now, coming up next is, yeah, coming up next is a match that I didn't care for the storyline too much, but the match wasn't that bad, but it wasn't good. Yeah. Which was Team Johnny, which featured, which, uh, People Power. People Power. Which took uh, the t- had the team of David Otunga, you know, Mr. Oil himself, Mark Henry, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, you know, the guy with the lift, uh, The Miz, and, yeah, yeah, and the biggest waste of money, Drew McIntyre. Dude, I just rewatched it today, and I just see Drew McIntyre come out. I'm just like, why? Why? Why is he there? He should be doing something else. Yep, well, the. That, that, that was Vince's boy back then, and he tried to be the biggest waste of money because, you know, he's just three man. Why? I don't know. I, I, say, I still look at him and say the same thing. <laughs> but why? Oh, biggest waste of time. 
versus Team Teddy. Now, if you thought Team Johnny's team was bad, oh, let me run down this list. Santino, Kofi, R-Truth, Zack Ryder, the great Kali, and Booker T within their corner as managers, Hornswoggle, Eve Torres, Nikki Bella, and Oscar. Damn. Oh, my God. You mean to tell me, okay, now, I'm trying to get a benefit of the doubt. Mark Henry is just coming off the Hall of Pain, so he's kind of he's kind of somewhat credible. Yep. Uh, the Miz, you know, had a main event last year. Drew McIntyre, yep. at that time, they thought he was the it factor. He really wasn't, though. And uh, David Otunga, like I said, uh, other than this being comic relief for me, it was kind of a strong team. Kofi had no ladder to go on, so he wasn't really doing much. Santino, R-Truth, Zach Ryan, you really, and Great Khali, the only credible person on Team Teddy's team at this time was Booker T. He was retired. Pretty much. <laughs> and this time, Kofi wasn't really as credible as he is now, so it was just like, yeah, we got Booker T., yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, this wasn't an elimination style match. So that means, okay, this thing is going to be overbooked. Everybody's just going to come in there and get their spots off. So, okay, fine. I get it. I see what you're trying to do here. Uh, the only good spot, I'm going to be honest with you, that I, I remembered or cared for was the monkey flip that Dolph got from Kofi where he double flipped in the air. Yeah. I said... Like he was Sonic or something. Exactly. Like, I mean, oh, Dolph, remember back in the day when you used to sell? <laughs> oh, my God. He used to sell the Bible to the devil. Exactly. He did. First of all, that was a good analogy. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Copyright infringement. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Consider it stolen. Yeah. So then uh, Zack Ryder has the Miz in the corner about to do his uh, broski boot. And... I don't, in the history, why do faces be booked to look so dumb? So Eve is going to go in the ring and do it with him. Like, you don't see the obvious bullshit coming, Zack Ryder. And yeah. uh, obviously he doesn't. And because Eve Torres does turn on Team SmackDown, The Miz delivers uh, the Skull Crusher finale to Zack Ryder and gets the pin. <coughs> Excuse me, Johnny, uh, team, or John Laurinaitis, Team Johnny. Is he's now general manager of both Raw and SmackDown. Dude, his title was just oh my god. He was <clears throat> let me let me try to do my my best impersonation. He was the executive vice president of talent relations and the general manager of both Monday Night Raw and Friday Night yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Woo. Woo yeah. Man, that resume blows me away. <laughs> Every time he came out on either one of those shows after that, he had to save that title. You know, oh, I, I'm glad. It, I, I'm really glad it only lasted for like five months. Yeah. Before they got, before they got, before they got rid of him. So, thank goodness. So, like I said, the match wasn't bad, but the damn sure what good. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Zack Ryder, but don't worry. A couple years down the line, you will hear your music play at WrestleMania. Finally, now this was this was probably my favorite one of my favorite matches on this card. Coming up, we have a WWE Championship match between CM Punk and Chris Jericho. In my personal opinion, Chris Jericho should have been the one to win the Royal Rumble in 2012, not Sheamus. Yeah, Jericho was hot. And at this point. It, it seems like every time Jericho comes back, he just gets better and better, and he knows how to just switch it. He's never the same character twice. Dude, for real. And this was what, 2008? No, this was 2012. No, yeah, 2012. Yeah. And this is what, 2017 now? And he's still improving himself every year. He's still going. Exactly. And uh, so the story behind here is, uh, you know, CM Punk is very adamant on being drug-free. And, uh, <clears throat> and Chris Jericho brings up personal things about his dad's addiction to alcohol and your actually father was a drunk. your father was a drunk, drunk. <laughs> i was like my and he busts a jack daniels bottle over his head and i'm that like wow y'all getting deep kind of like that rhino storyline from tna y'all getting kind of deep <laughs> <laughs> so uh i was like okay i, I like the heat behind the storyline so they go in there and i mean they have a killer technical 
wrestling match. The one spot where Chris Jericho actually suplexes CM Punk from the inside of the ring to the outside. Now, usually people don't take that spot. They actually fall on their feet or they fall on their side. CM Punk fell right on his back. Yep. And that he, was painful. Yes, he took that whole spot. But by the way, before the match though, uh, John Laurinaitis does say that you better hope, watch your temper because if you get uh, disqualified, you will lose the title. I hate those kind of stipulations. I, I do too, but it played into the match well. It does play into the match well if you can do it right. Yeah, because Chris Jericho was so good at it, and he like he used the whole your sister and your father, and he was just trying to get up under his skin. And CM Punk a couple times lost his temper and almost got disqualified. Yes, he did, and I, I, I like that because he, he was trying to be a cowardly heel for him to win the championship. Because it works like that when it's that when you had these two kind of gifted athletes opposed to Triple H's of the world. So that's why it doesn't work that well like that. So uh, the last exchange that I like was Chris Jericho had CM Punk in the walls of Jericho. I'm at home. I'm the only one cheering for Chris Jericho because I'm a Chris Jericho mark. Everybody's for CM Punk. And when he's reaching for the ropes and Jericho drags him back to the middle of the ring, I'm like, he got this. He got this. Jericho going to come back and have another title reign. And then CM Punk fights out of it. I don't know how. And gets Chris Jericho in an Anaconda vice. And Jericho's holding on. I'm just like, Jericho, just put it back to the walls. Put it back to the walls. You got it. But then he stays in there just a little bit too long and forces Jericho to submit to retain the WWE Championship. Gene, your thoughts on this, in my personal opinion, a, a nice technical damn near masterpiece. Yeah, like you said, this was one of the best matches on the card. And like I said, with the with the stipulation, it kind of played together great because Jericho was trying to get him to, to get disqualified by using his, his father, his sister. And just all throughout the match, you could just hear him. Your father was a drunk. How's your sister doing? And just punk every time. He just cringed up like he was about to murder him. And then the one time he went and grabbed the steel chair, Jericho's like, yeah, hit me right here, right in the head. Come on, come on, punk, do it. And Punk was about to just say, screw it, and just kill him. And then he had to just overcome a whole lot of adversity, and it helped get him over better as a face. Chris Jericho got good heel heat, and it just meshed well together. And he was able to overcome the stipulation and everything else, and Jericho talking about his family. It was a feel-good moment, and it worked. I agree. I know you're a Jericho fan, but yeah, <laughs> I yes. give Jericho a lot of credit for this match. Yeah, I, I I knew it was that, but I, I I appreciate the comeback. I appreciate the rivalry. I appreciate everything Jericho did. So, I I'm not pissed about this. I will tell you what I am pissed though about though. Do you like Flow Rider? I, I think I think we talked about this before though. But you know, I want the people who haven't heard you say it say it again. Uh, in the words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, but reversed. Oh hell no! Hey, hell no! Hell exactly. No. Like Flow Rider, fuck Flow Rider. You know, fuck green light, fuck red light, fuck yellow light, fuck caution <laughs> signs, fuck all that. I hate everything about Flow Rider. Now, but he wasn't the problem because you know who else I hate? I hate Brodus Clay. So you know what Vince said? Oh my God! Vince McMahon oh. said, "You know what? We about to do the main event. Let's just have ourselves a thirty fucking minute concert." I shit you not, people. Dude. The final hour was dedicated to concerts and the main event. Get ready for it this year. This shit's going to happen all over again. A 30-minute-ass concert that's pointless. It really is pointless. So, But what's the concert? First off, Brodus Clay comes out there, uh, <laughs> d- does Ernest the Cat Miller no justice, and poor Funkadactyls, or more so poor Naomi, I didn't care about uh, Cameron, and yeah. they are out there dancing with all these women dressed up as grandmamas with asses calling my mama. Hey, yo, I'm not gonna lie. The only person I was looking at was Naomi. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because That's Naomi was the only one with natural ass up there. Yeah, I mean, Karen, she she had a little something. She ain't Naomi. Fuck Karen. You know what I'm saying? She ain't Naomi. Naomi knows she know me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just saying. 
And now uh, he, he got all these women up there dancing with these fake butts. I'm like, what am I? Wa I feel like I'm watching like a Fresh Prince spoof. Like I don't know what I'm watching going on. And I'm just like, can we get them on? Is this is this how y'all get on their WrestleMania moment? This is why Brodus Clay don't have a job now. We gonna call our mamas. <laughs> and he was just the worst. He was the worst. And we're not, and we're not done yet, Gene. We're not done yet. I'm just like, okay. Okay, I already went to the bad. I, I was hyped for WrestleMania. What y'all got for me now? They said, no, we're going to build up this, the story to John Cena and The Rock a little bit more because, you know, a year wasn't enough, right? So we're going to build it up a little bit more. We're going to get into the rivalry. We're going to, uh, and first of all, by, by the way, I, me and you going to get into the rivalry a little bit. It was a damn good rivalry in my opinion. But so they got Machine Gun Kelly for John Cena. Then they got Flo Rider for The Rock. I don't know. Are, are we segregating right now? But who who cares? <laughs> so, uh, Machine Gun Kelly comes out and does a whole set. I shit you not. A whole set before John Cena's music plays. I was like, wait a minute. He did all that for John Cena? Uh, okay, wait. All right, hold on. Okay, I'm a little biased here because I, I live in Cleveland and MGK is from Cleveland. So I, I kind of like his music, so I didn't mind that as much. The Flowrider one was way overboard because he did like two songs and then remixed one of his songs for The Rock. And that's one like, thing. Like MGK kind of turned heel. He was just like, "We're the underdog here. We're gonna win." The crowd was just like, "Oh fuck you! We like The Rock. We're in Miami. Where do you think you at?" <laughs> exactly. Machine Gun Kelly got kind of cold boos, and you know what, Gene? Because because I like you and you're on my show, I'm gonna let it slide. Because I, I ran a little bit, I was just like, can we just get my time is now and do you smell what the rock is cooking and just come on down and let's have this match. So of course uh Cena comes out and that 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 was his whole entrance. I was like, wait a minute. So that means the rock will get his whole entrance too. So as Cena's in there, Cena has to sit in there and wait. For Flow Rider, twenty minutes exactly. For, for Flow Rider to sing his song, take off his shirt because everybody wants to see that shit, and, and just sit there and just put, perform this whole shit. They got nothing to do with the Rock, by the way, because oh, none of his songs fit anybody on the planet but him. Oh my god! So Flow Rider, well, Cena was looking nice. Cena was looking nice. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, but, but fuck Florida though. Yeah, fuck, fuck, yo, fuck Florida, and I don't mean the state. I mean him, cause that's what he is. Fuck Florida. So the Rock finally comes out, gives the you know the quote unquote dap to uh, Florida, and uh, <laughs> and the Rock is coming down there, and we finally get them in the ring after literally. 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, the show only has 30 minutes left, so we already know this match is probably going to go 30 minutes. The, the Rock took his sweet ass time getting to the ring as well. Oh, there we, was we reason for that. Past that. Oh yeah, <laughs> he yeah. went to both sides of this long ass stage, stared at the crowd for a good two minutes, and then he came back and finally went to the ring. Exactly, because we're not going to talk about how The Rock and John Cena both. Uh, recycled the Hogan Rock stare that they did at the other review we did at WrestleMania 18. Right, they really did though, and you can see them mouthing to each other like, "Okay, turn to the right." Yeah. And then, all right, one more time. And you could like me knowing what I know now about wrestling that I didn't know back then in 2012. I'm just looking at them talk to each other. I'm like, they're talking to each other, and I, something I didn't notice back then. Exactly. It's supposed to be a blood feud. I mean, The Rock came at John Cena and his uh, all his colored shirts, which got John Cena a Fruity Pebbles deal. Uh, deal. Thank you, Rock. And Thank Cena you, Rock. <laughs> coming at The Rock's pectoral muscles and writing the promos down his hand. I was just like, ouch. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. You know the build for this this whole match? I was at one of the Raws, and I'm sure you'll remember this specific Raw. It was the Raw where The Rock had a concert at the end of the night, and John Cena came back as basic thugonomic Cena. I was there for that. What? I went crazy. I remember that Raw. I remember The Rock concert, and then Cena came back with basic thugonomics and just, <gasps> in my opinion, did what he did today to me. Shit it on him. 
Dude, I literally jumped out of my fucking seat when I heard that music. Because I'm a John Cena mark, okay? Yeah. I'm proud of it. When I heard that Thugonomics music, I was like, what the what the fuck? He came out in a Mark Price throwback jersey with the hat to the back. I'm like, Cena, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where you been, he, Cena? That's, that's, that's what I be screaming at. Oh, my God. I was going crazy. That shit was incredible. Yeah, no, because, no, don't get me wrong, G, I like John Cena as well, but my favorite John Cena is Thugonomics. And he he, he shows me, even to this day, that he still got it. He does. If he was, oh, my God, I missed that Cena. I do miss that Cena. But, so, we're in a match, and it seems like The Rock has a little bit of problem. And a lot of people don't look at it, but when you look back on it, The Rock is a little bit out of ring shape. Yeah. He was. Y'all thought Goldberg was bad. The Rock yeah. was gasping for air. I mean, The Rock sucked up all the air out of Miami. They had to keep recycling from the, you know, Orlando and Jacksonville because he was just breathing it all in because he was out of shape. He was out of ring shape, not because The Rock is in great physical shape, but he was out of ring shape to the point where John Cena had to buy time for The Rock, which, in my personal opinion, kind of let the match down for me the quality of the match down for me a little bit yeah yeah I, there was a few times where i saw cena like like there was one when they fought outside the ring near the announce tables cena kind of rolled into the ring to like break the count while the ref was on the outside you could see cena look at the ref like we're good and then he was like okay and then he got back out and went back out so yeah they did take away from it a little bit uh, still an incredible match, though. Oh, it was still an incredible match, but like I said, there were some spots where the Rock's crossbody did not look that great. But nah. Cena, Cena reverses it. To, I love when Cena catches the crossbody and reverses it into an attitude adjustment. I love those spots. Great spots. Uh, Cena, for some reason, cannot take a rock bottom at all. He always falls on his butt than he does on his back. <laughs> I never understood it. And when, when the Rock got so tired... The, the, the first rock bottom he did was extremely sloppy. Dude, I thought I was the only one that noticed that. It was really, really sloppy. Yes. And <clears throat> seeing his attitude adjustment again, this is before they, they, they exchanged thousands of finishes back and forth. So, uh, right now, we're at the point where this is what made me hate the booking of this match because seeing is not this dumb. Yeah. So, after The Rock has kicked out of two attitude adjustments, Cena says, I'm going to do the people's elbow. This is where he fucked up. I was, and you know what's funny? Because at my house during the party, everybody was for The Rock. You know, them Rock barks out there. I was pulling for Cena. I was like, The Rock don't need this win. Vince don't put nobody over in their hometown. It's time for Cena. It's Cena's time. I, I was being all them puns and everything. I hated The Rock at this time, to be honest. And I'm, The Rock is top three all time, in my opinion. Uh -huh. in my, my personal, you know, favorite. So, I, it, the fact that I hated him at this time because of Cena, I'm just like, it was the same thing how I feel about Goldberg. You want to just come back and now you're the main event. You just think you're the shit. Even though you are the shit. But after all this time and now you're trying to bury my favorite wrestler at this time? Come on, man. Yeah. I, I hated The Rock at that time. I love him now. I still love him, but yeah, I was going for Cena. I, I can agree with that because so Cena goes and takes his armband off and does a lackluster rock bottom, and he goes to one side, goes to the other side. The Rock, by the way, who's out of shape, came and do a kick up, rolls up, and hits a rock bottom on Cena. One, really, like out of nowhere. One, two, three. The Rock picks up the win over John Cena and John Cena on the ramp just looks crushed even though knowing what I know today that it was already planned to have a three match special which they did but The Rock picks up the win he starts giving the Miami Hurricane sign in the ring and he's celebrating and to be honest with you WrestleMania goes off because they hit exactly at 11 o'clock yep and that was the match so it was a good match. The Rock was a little out of shape, which kind of took... It, it, it was a good match that could have been a great main event or a great spectacular to live up to the hype if The Rock was in more shape. Yeah, <clears throat> especially having a year to get ready for it. Exactly. So, you know, not taking him, Cena seriously and Cena having to mostly kind of carry the match. But your thoughts overall on this main event and how did you enjoy the second half of WrestleMania? Uh, the second half was definitely better than the first, easily. You get end of an era, 
CM Punk and Jericho and The Rock and Cena. That, I mean, that alone, you can you can keep that the first five matches, even including the pre-show. I don't care about that. You keep your 18 seconds. You can keep your Maria Menounos or whatever the fuck her name is. You can keep your Kane and your Randy Orton. But this second half was great. And this main event, it was good. Uh, it took away from it because, of course, The Rock won. And I had the same look John Cena had. I was a depressed John Cena fan. I was like, damn, all that for Cena to just lose? Yeah. Like, why? He, he gets to come back from Hollywood to just beat Cena in the main event of WrestleMania? Like, at that point, I didn't... Uh, of course, I was just like a just a, a mark. Uh, I wasn't really smart to the whole thing. But I'm just like, oh, man, Cena lost this match. And it's only a one-off match. Uh, he couldn't beat The Rock, really? Rock couldn't put him over? Really? Come on. I'm yeah. so mad. I, I, I agree with you, and I was up there, I was like, anybody was throwing it in my face, like, ah, ah, and I'm just like, I fuck all of y'all, okay, because, <laughs> fuck all of y'all, Cena should have won this match, and y'all know, if y'all know anything about wrestling, Cena should have won this match, but overall, the second part of WrestleMania was way better than the first. It saved it from being like the worst WrestleMania ever. Yeah, well, it saved it from I'm, even though I still think the first half of the show was better than all of last year. Well, yeah, I mean, that, I know it's pushing it, but they were there was just bad. You, wow, you think the first half was better than WrestleMania last year? I did, look, I'm gonna be. I did. I hate the main event. I hate a I hated the core. I I hate matches that have no heat. Yeah, the only yeah. the only good thing was Undertaker versus Triple H, but at least we got a surprise from the 18 seconds. Man, I liked it, but it was a surprise. Orton came was solid at best. I got to see sexy ass Beth Phoenix, and uh, I guess the Big Show tried. Wait, you said something. You said sexy ass Beth Phoenix. I I thought I was the only one on this too. I, I always thought she was attractive. Oh my God, was, Beth Phoenix is one of. Oh my, Edge got a steal. I, I, Edge got a, a, Gene, the things I would do to Beth Phoenix, but I will keep that off the air. But I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just letting you know. And I'm about to be a married man, but however, I would tell my fiance the things that need to happen. Like I will be looking at that dress come the, that's why they call her the Glamazon. She knows what she's talking about. She she she's not ninety seven China. I trust me. She is a. Uh, the glamour side bet finish. I'm just like, I mean, all that muscle and beauty. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Now, that's how Charlotte should have been doing it. But Charlotte yeah. just looks like fucking Ric Flair. No. I can't. I can't wear her. Oh yeah, she's she's Ric Flair in a wig. Like that's Ric yep. Flair. That's Ric Flair in seventy five. That's that's who he is. That's training Ric Flair. Exactly. <laughs> so your your final grade for WrestleMania twenty eight. Um it's hard because like you said, that first half was just Oh, it was kind of hmm, lackluster. The second half definitely saved it. I might have to give it uh, a B, just a solid B. Because we got 60 minutes. Not, not I'm not talking about that damn concert. <laughs> but we got 60 minutes. Uh, well, okay, I'll add in Jericho and, and CM Punk too. So about 80 minutes worth of great matches. Even though, you know, the Cena Rock was a little bit sloppy or whatever, just the, the build toward towards it and just the the hype around the whole match in general. And then you had, of course, Taker Triple H with Sean, that story they told, Jericho Punk. That those were those were such good matches that I'm giving it a B as an overall WrestleMania because of those matches alone. Yep, I agree. Uh solid I will have to piggyback off that. A solid B is where it's at for me and uh it would it could have been like a lot it could have been a stronger show it could have been up there in the top five if the you know the the first half didn't suck so bad but you know what hey it, it was it was a better come up than last than, than last year's so that's what made me happy i was proud had to Sheamus, order it. had Sheamus and dana bryan gone 10 to 15 minutes i'm sure they would have put on a, a hell of a match Yes, I agree. And yeah, maybe if like Orton and Kane had a stipulation, then yeah. Yeah, they, they, they definitely needed a stipulation. But they could have kept the Brodus Clay. They could have kept Flo Rida's pecs. They could have kept that to themselves. <laughs> like, that was just ridiculous. And, oh, my God. 
If John Cena hadn't ran to the ring, that would have took way longer. <laughs> he hustled to that ring because he knew. <laughs> it seemed like it seemed like these ramps are getting longer and longer. Dude, you, you, I know you've seen the one for this year. Undertaker's entrance is going to be longer than Brock Lesnar and Goldberg's match. Man, Undertaker better use some of his transportation powers and show up at the ring. He better just sucker punch Roman Reigns in that ring or something. I'm about to say because unless they have like an automatic, you know, sidewalk to walk them down, or 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 unless they drive down on a roller coaster for the ultimate thrill ride, then I don't see how they get down there. But um, I'm digging holes for souls. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, but. How did you guys out there in the YouTube community feel about WrestleMania 28? You can post your comments down below. Thank you for listening to the audio version of WrestleMania 28. And uh, once again, uh, for the BPS, uh, BSP, excuse me, wrestling show with Gene Gene Plug and your awesome channel, man. All right. Once again, thanks for having me on your channel. I definitely enjoyed um, talking this WrestleMania with you. Uh, you guys can catch me on YouTube at BSP Wrestling Show. Just type it in in the search bar. It should pop up, I hope. And uh, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at GeneTheMan94. That's D-A instead of T-H-E. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Not a problem, Gene. It's always a pleasure having you on. It's always a pleasure having people on that like to talk about wrestling. And make sure you guys out there, make sure you guys go check out this man's channel. Like I said, he does put up awesome content. I don't put anybody over if I don't like him because I'm a Gemini. I'm just an honest guy like that. So if I like him, I'm putting him over. And I'm definitely putting this brother over here because he, he, he does what he needs to do. Check out his WrestleMania 33 predictions. Mines will be up. Uh, well, actually, by the time you're hearing this, it should be up already. So we are closing out WrestleMania week. We are almost done all the WrestleMania. Stay tuned uh, tomorrow or later on today when you guys are going to get the review of WrestleMania 29. So once again, it's NC in the place to be. Channel with Mr. A&E and uh, uh, my man Gene from the BSP Wrestling Show. Peace out. Yep, and I'll see you tomorrow with WrestleMania 29. Time to take a listen. Swag on zero A and E. It's the coalition. We talking comics, both Marvel and DC. The factory at bids and the WWE. Anime too. What a surprise! If you digging what I'm saying, go and like and subscribe. It's the coalition. The nerd coalition. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 